0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Attride Radio Show. My name is Bill Attride, and uh, we're going to continue our series here talking about our current situation, um, which we've been talking about for quite some time, over actually many years, talking about how this would be uh, the end of an age and the beginning of a new one. And we don't know ever when we're talking about those kind of things what is going to happen, of course. Um all we know is that something's going to happen. And, uh, and, and, and if certain events will unfold, given a, what we've been doing, that will bring about these changes. We're creating the content uh, and the other things are being framed by these uh, cycles that we are uh, helping to create the content of, but are subject to in terms of our own development. <clears throat> so, so again, I'm gonna talk about that first and talk about these other periods in Hi. history no. and how they compare to our current period. Um, and then I'll take your calls again. And of course, um, if you're calling about the topic, please just uh, give me your first name and, and, uh, and your question. If you're calling about yourself, again, give me your first name at least. So, and, and if you want to ask about your own chart, then you would want to give me your birth date and place and certainly your time if you have it, uh, and I could uh, answer your question. Um, And certainly, I welcome people to contact me at my email, which is bill Ride B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. If you want to reach me and ask a question for the show in advance, or if you want to suggest a question or topic for the show, uh, that's certainly welcome. And, of course, if you want to contact me to see about getting a reading for yourself, that's, after all, what I do. I've done for over 40 years now, or roughly 40 years. And I'd be happy to do a personal reading for you if you want to do that. So you can contact me and see what that entails. Okay. Um, And, of course, I I plan on trying to do this every week for the time being while we're in Uh, this current state of affairs that we find ourselves in. So I call today's show, which is the ninth show of our 2020 series, um, that a new world will rise and a look back and ahead. And we do that because, obviously, we're part of an ongoing development in terms of history and human development and spiritual and cultural and economic development, that things get tied together. And we can find resonances, if you will, of where planets were at another time and then being at another time where they're in those same positions. In this case, for what I was doing, is looking at uh, at the planet Pluto being at the same zodiacal space um, that it's in—the degree of it—it's in in Capricorn. And when w- what was going on at a previous time when it was there, and and again the same thing with the planet Neptune. Now these are sort of arbitrary choices. It's also planetary patterns and planetary alignments and all these other things that uh, would also want to be considered in terms of comparing one period to another. But it, it just is kind of striking to me. So I thought I just took these out. Um, and so for the USA, and again, I'm just looking at the USA, we could other look at other places as well for this. Um, the periods that I found that were parallel to the current year here 2020 was 1774 to 75 that's formed by pluto and the year of 1857 to 58 looking at the planet neptune and again looking at american history and it was in 7074, many people don't realize this, they think of the American Revolution, it was in 1776, that's the revolution, but obviously we were building towards that circumstance of an actual uh, physical war breaking out and actually which really broke out in 1775. And things were happening in 74 and before then that led up to that and in 1774, Having had the Boston Tea Party right before that in 1773, England, the king and and the parliament uh, decided to pass very, very uh, uh, punishing laws on the colonies for these acts, breaking with their compact of trade with the colonies in terms of we're supposed to be governed by them, but we feel we should be represented by people in, in, at Parliament for our own interests, and they were passing laws uh, to punish the colonies for how dare they get uppity, basically. Um, and so the colonies, facing these terrible penalties and laws, the 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 intolerable acts they were called, um, met decided to meet in this in this first Continental Congress. They came together as these separate colonies, and said, "What do we do for our continent? For our country?" Basically, they were beginning to form their union, though they wouldn't have maybe understood uh, it as such I'm- at that point. But it was what was happening. And then, of course, they agreed to boycott the goods. For from the UK and in do- so doing, the UK then sent forces to Boston uh, and, and and shut it down and, and, and people were being abused and people were being quartered in, in colonists' homes and all these terrible things happened and eventually it led to the battles of Lexington and Concord and the siege of Boston in 75 and the Revolutionary War was up and running. And the issue for the colonists was quite simple. They wanted to have the right to self-determination, to have their value as citizens of a country England, be counted as equal to those who remained in England. So they chose a path of self-government, breaking with the Lord and kingly hierarchy and declaring themselves to be, and this was revolutionary, free men who had a divine right to determine their own future. And it was shortly after the American Revolution, of course, that we had the French Revolution, though that was fraught with even greater upheaval and violence. And they produced, in the very beginning in 1789, the very famous Declaration of the Rights of Man, which was a very historic step toward the march towards the principle of self-determined government, which was what was emerging in that historical period of the 1700s, moving from feudalism in the 1500s and now in the 1700s, moving to this form of self-government parliamentary democracy. Well, we flash forward in our country to the remaining, one of the remain, remain, re- remaining great sins of our country's origin. In 5758, things were coming, getting very fraught in our country in terms of struggles over slave or free and how that was going to spread throughout the country or not. And in that period, and when Neptune was in the same zodiacal position, and this is kind of striking in terms of how we're again dealing with this question in our country of What is what does it mean to be American and who can who is allowed to come here and who do we treat fairly and equally or not, again, being the question back then the Dred Scott Scott decision by the Supreme Court determined that slaves would never be citizens and no matter where they went, they could be seized as property of their former masters. and so this led in the, in the Lincoln-Douglas debates where Lincoln made the declaration that a house divided against itself cannot stand, that basically we're two, two peoples, two different economies, two different cultures were divided from one another, and, and this is dividing our country, and it has to become, this de- This division has to be resolved somehow. Um, and, of course, it was resolved in the Civil War. Um, and yet after that Civil War, um, uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't a blissful return. There was Reconstruction, but that Reconstruction was blocked eventually. And a, really a new system of nominal slavery was imposed on by the sharecropper system of basic peonage on the former slaves. And so it was only really during the Second Civil War, I would call it, in the 1950s and 60s, the Civil Rights Movement brought about the legal reforms and pressures upon the former Confederacy, mostly the South, uh, which opened the door to greater freedom for the black citizens in the South. And, of course, those in the North, too, who had also faced great segregation. And still to this day, the work is not done. Um, But also in that period was quite interesting. And Neptune being this unifier and bringing everything together in one experiential experience, basically. Um, That was the first ever worldwide panic to sweep across the planet occurred when Neptune was in this position. And it's kind of interesting how we are having this worldwide pandemic panic, which is crushing economies around the world here at the same time. It's sort of a parallel, but again, something is different. So what we all want to know, you know, what's coming next? What's our future? What will this world we're going into look like? Um, What is our responsibility now? Um, And it's really, um, we must now face and accept the truth that as much as we made the wonders of this world, we also made the horrors of the world that is now confronting us. Uh, And so this pandemic and what follows, this was and will be our creation. Um, And there's only one question I said, how we make a better world for one and all. And just in 1774 and 1857, always the challenge in any time is spiritual, is will we reveal what is best in us by following that one true spiritual imperative that we are all related and what we do to any other we inevitably will be doing to ourselves. And I held that this this is the shining truth that we are an arc of awakening and our path will ever hopefully bend towards the truth to see one another as created equal. And behind all of creation, there is the one. We were made by this one true love. We are simply yeah. but most pro- profoundly here to love one another as we are loved. Okay? Um, and so... So my question is, what comes first? What comes first? And we realize that we we must now decide how we will hold this absolute spiritual truth that all life is sacred. Our lives right now will be forever measured by our love for one another, and our lives will also be measured by how we treat all the life forms on this planet who we share this beautiful world with. What comes first? Life comes first. What matters most to us who are here now and for all the generations who will come after us is that we, from this point forward, act with the understanding that our lives depend upon all the other life forms on this planet. This t- pandemic, among many other signs, is a warning that we have made a world that is out of balance. If we do not change our way of life, we'll be facing ever, ever even greater threats in the not very distant future. The accelerating true global pandemic is climate change, of which this pandemic is merely a symptom and which and really only threatens us humans are all our plans and actions must be guided by an absolute commitment now to protect and preserve the diverse hierarchies of life that make possible all lives, including our very own. So what is the value of any nation and of our nation? Well, I always say it's, it's, a, it's the people. As I've said many times in my blog and radio show and readings with clients, the value of a community, of a village, and town, region, or nation is not in its physical attributes, in its land or water or, or, or other natural resources. Of, of course, those things matter for life, but the source of value in any human society is the value of each and every human. And the question will be for that culture or people, for us here now, did you create the best possible conditions to help those humans realize their fullest potential? Because that's where value comes from. We make it. Historically, this essential understanding of the value of humanity has often been circumscribed and limited, arranged hierarchically in the differing social orders throughout history, whether in a hunting-gathering culture, or a pastoral culture, or farmers, or crafts and trades, and on into this so-called modern world filled with a range of occupations and life ways. Though the foundational ideas of our own Declaration of Independence were idealistic and inspiring, That was, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. We know that at our founding, and for many years thereafter, these fine ideals were not followed whatsoever. The vast majority of humans on this continent were considered for a very long time to not even be human, and were subject to genocidal warfare that is the Native Americans, and another huge population of people were considered only fit as beasts of burden, as property to be bought and sold by their so-called masters, the black slaves. And we cannot forget that most men without significant property and all women were regarded as not worthy of self-determination or equal rights (coughs) to men of property. Yes, we have come a long way. But our present circumstance lays bare once again how far we have yet to go. Our history of slowly extending legal equality for all has been hard and painful, but the legacy of racism, slavery and genocide still permeates our culture to this day. In in differing outcomes for different groups in the kind of health care and lives they can live and hope for, this has to stop. Over the course of our history, we have gone from a mostly agrarian nation to a manufacturing colossus, to a service-based economy now. The imbalances that led to the Great Depression were addressed by the New Deal and led to a period of relatively shared growth from the 1940s onwards in the various percentiles, the divisions of a country, the 20th, the bottom 20th, and the top 20th, and so on. But since 1980, that shared prosperity has been broken. Partly it was this shift from a manufacturing to a service economy, but it was also created by those with the means to influence the laws of this nation, the rules of the economy, and they shaped those rules to serve the accumulation of wealth, as opposed to having a more fairly shared distribution as we had experienced since the 1940s. The imbalance in the distribution of wealth in this country is not a natural result. It has been formed by changes in the economy, Yes, as the power of unions faded, as we moved from a manufacturing economy and other things, and no similar organization was able to protect the workers in the growing service sectors, and this is most certainly true for the emerging economy of gig workers. But for many years, the vast majority of our citizens have worked harder and harder for less and less of the share in the productivity that they made possible, that they created, Many feel that there must be something wrong with them, that it's their failure, it's personal, instead of being the consequence of a system that is not fair. And this was more as a consequence of policies and laws that have accelerated and protected the accumulation of wealth, favoring short-term gains over long-term investments, corporate power, of, of the few outweighing the votes of the many as congressmen and senators wrote the laws that favored their financial backers and also created laws that applied to every one but themselves yes a crisis such as we face now reveals the greatest in our culture and the rot and the corruption too As I pointed out in previous blog postings and shows, the shift in the 30s and 40s led to a very different shift in the 80s, where the fairness in the USA began to break down. And so here we are, again, 40 years later again, the 40s, the 80s, and now the 2020s, and this crisis is is calling once more for a new way of organizing our lives and livelihoods. But this crisis, this turning, will be much bigger because the stakes are so much higher more than an economic crisis or a political crisis we truly face a spiritual and existential crisis life on this planet is in crisis and we have only to look in the mirror to see who is to blame the planets you know Pluto or Neptune Uranus or Saturn they don't cause anything they frame the timing of the unfoldment of patterns and they provide meaning or context to what is happening, but the content of this moment, the pandemic and what is coming after, that we made and is what we will make. We all have a choice and we must put first what is most important life. The actions we are taking now to face this crisis are the first steps that we are also taking to make the new world. The old world is broken. The ways we sourced energy, the ways we sourced our food, the way we created shelter and clothing, the way we met our needs for one another, these will and must change. Because most of these ways that that got us to here, they will not get us to where we need to go. Our old ways were destroying life on this planet. The beauty of the divine diversity of this world is rapidly becoming a memory. Without preserving all other life forms, from the most infinitesimal to the most majestic, from the plankton in the oceans and the fishes in the seas, from the bees and the birds that travel in the air, from the valleys to the mountaintops, life is leaving this planet. And we made this happen. And that truth is our shame, but that truth can also be our salvation. We made this happen, and we can do better. And now that we know, what choice do we have? Now that we live in fear, we are paying attention. This is the moment. Our lives and our world will change, but only we can make a difference in the how. We must choose life. We must choose to love one another and all of life on this planet. Okay, uh, I know that was quite a lot, but I, I I, wanted to try to get it out there for all of us to consider and pause at this time to consider this beautiful world we live in and the beauty that we, have beheld, beheld, we can be behold in one another, get my words out, Um, and the beauty of nature all around us, and be so grateful and thankful for this gift, for this wonder, and our desire should only be to preserve and make it better. We are not here to use up the world. There is no planet B. We only have this, this lifeboat, this beautiful blue orb spinning through space, a wonderful lifeboat of life and we are the ones who can save it if we are not the ones who will destroy it. Okay, I'm getting some interference in line there. I apologize for that. Some things going on with, well, you know, it's the internet. What are you going to (laughs) do? Lines get crossed. Um, So I hope that just, you know, making that statement I just made, um, and I'm sure most of you know these things, think these thoughts, share these thoughts with those that you care for and care about we all want the world to change we all want to get back to a better life but we're not going to go back we have to go forward if we're going to make a better life um so i hope that that helps i hope we all take that message to heart i hope we all do our part now to make the world a better place because it's the only thing that matters okay All right, so all you've been holding on patiently, and again, now I think it's the fourth or fifth week in a row when I keep writing to Blog Talk Radio, and I'll keep writing to them. I have no idea how long you people have been holding on. because there's no hold time recorded here. You're all there, lined up to talk, but I don't know how long you've been holding on. So I'm just gonna pick people, and hopefully not be unkind to people who've been holding on longer than others, but I'll pick this caller first, okay? So you're gonna be on with Bill now, and uh, who do we have calling in today? Hello, who do we- it's Bill. Hello, are you there?
2: I call.
0: Who's this? I'm here, hello? hello. Yep. You're on with Bill. Hi, my
2: hello. Hi, my name is Andy.
0: Uh, Andy, hi, Andy. Yes. Hi. Hi.
2: Um, so I don't I don't know if you have my information.
0: Uh, did you call um, before? I, if no, if if a caller's called before, I usually lo- keep it. Yeah. A, I,
2: a very long time ago.
0: March 24th.
1: Okay. So I'm um, no.
0: Andy, you said I thought, right? No? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have somebody who's Andy from March 24th, but okay. it's not you. <laughs> okay. That's all I could say. <laughs> okay. No, not, not me. Okay.
1: Oh, no worries. Okay. So, it, it's, um,
2: my birthday is October 30th,
0: Okay, hold on, let me, let me, one second, one second, let me catch up to you. October 30th, 1963, mm-hmm. you said what? Three. Three, okay. 1960,
1: mm-hmm. October 30th, 63. Yeah. Okay. And? Right. Uh, I was born in a city in India,
3: A-L-I-G-A-R-H,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. in India.
1: And at 2.30 p.m., yes, 2.30 p.m.
0: At 2.30 p.m., hold on, get that in there. Okay, I've got it, and I'm also going to save it now. <laughs> so we'll have it next hey, time. Thank you. Sure, okay. Um, okay, so what can I do for you today, Andy?
2: Yeah, so I'm just wondering I, I am uh, currently employed, but want to uh, look for a new job, and I'm just wondering what the chart shows in, in terms of work and okay. perhaps starting something new. OK.
0: Let's just see where all the planets are right now. Um, well, I'm, your progress moon, which is that inner measure of time, has for a little over a year now been moving through your second house. That's the house of values and resources and my talents and abilities, my, my measure of my self-worth, which runs from the heights of the spiritual down to the physical body and its strengths, so all the things that make me have value that, that I that I use then to create and produce value with. And so when the moon is in there, it's time to re examine what I have, how I create, what I receive, and maybe make changes in it. So you're mm-hmm. perfectly in a time where I might want to repurpose certain skills, or develop new skills, or find a new outlet for myself. This has been going on since for a year, since March of 2019, um, and and often mm-hmm. people enter the period with one set of economic and value circumstances, the hierarchy of value in their life, and how they're they're taking in and expending their resources. And by the time they exit this house, which for you will be. June of 2021, they'll look back and say, Wow, did my life change <laughs> in terms of what's the value of me and how I create mm-hmm. and, and consume value? Okay did you did you hear that Mm -hmm. okay good um
2: a little bit you you it it just stopped the uh
0: um, the the, the words came you
2: you just faded away
0: yeah (laughs) that's been a queer it's been Uh, a weird connection uh, as i was talking earlier it was sounded like it was getting some interference so um yeah what might happen if you you, yeah um, i could try calling back in but i don't dare do that It might cut out the whole wouldn't sh- cut out the show but I'd have to log back in which takes a minute or two um, so whatever I'm saying it's being captured on my end and what I'll do is I can take the recording that I make at this end and put it up to uh, as mm-hmm. the recording for the show later on so all the words would be captured there, so I'll try to do that for this show. I don't but always do that. That'll be appreciated. I will do it, but whatever. Keep so cutting out. yeah, I'm, oh, if I'm let me know if I'm cutting out people, everybody, because maybe I will call in. Um, is it still happening now, Andy, or is it was it just that one time? Am I do I keep cutting in and out? Oh,
2: you're cutting out. I, yes. Gee, wow. I, that, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not hearing it.
0: Hmm. Gee. Um, let me think about this. Um – well, you know, I could try doing that. I suppose I could log off and log back in. All of you just hang in there because it won't—the—the—the the, the, the interface will stay going, but I'll just be gone, and then I'll come back in. So I'll give mm-hmm. me, you know, a minute or so to log off and log back in, and maybe I'll get a better sure. connection. Okay. Okay, we'll try that.
2: Bye. Thanks. Thank yep. you.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. And are you there, Andy? Yeah.
1: I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, even as I was calling in it was making weird sounds. So I think I think the internet's being severely taxed today. Everybody's online making their Easter and uh, Passover messages to one another so probably <laughs> probably that could be it. the pipeline could be the it. pipeline full mm-hmm. of hopefully loving mm-hmm. thoughts today. That's what we would hope and pray for. Um, so again, yeah. just encapsulating mm-hmm. from March 19 right. to spring 2021, you're in this period of reassessing right. your value um and, and that's what to be open and adaptable to reconsidering what my value is that's the point but starting mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the month it takes a new mm-hmm. turn because your moon progresses into taurus and that means oh. it becomes even more, not just planning it and thinking about it and imagining what it might be which is what fires for i actually begin doing something to mm-hmm. create new value new value it becomes more manifested so there's something mm-hmm. that changes at the end of Month and will obviously become more evident in May and beyond, that certainly would mm-hmm. um, continue this experience you're going through right now. So I think, I think you're, right, you're right to be doing this to making this change uh, for sure right, right. now. Um, now, let me just see what else is going on with that, with the planetary transits. Um, everything just looking at going up and down the list here of where planets are. Oh, wonderful too is that though you had Uranus on your Sun last year, which is and up till here, April 19th, which means it's been a year to really free yourself to say, if I'm doing what's personally self-fulfilling and liberating, I'm on the right path. But if I feel limited, I want to break free of this limitation, Mm -hmm. which I may have taken on willingly, but now I find it a burden. I now need to free myself has been, this whole last year of 19, and now in 2020, um, Uranus will line up with itself in your chart, which happens about twice in our life at this kind of a, alignment, and it means this is a time when you have a really very strong and positive attitude towards change. I mean, some years we're more risk-averse, and I don't change. I, I change mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to change. I change is scary. You embrace change. You want to change. Love new Very ideas true. and progress, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. difference. And as long as you're in tune with that energy, um, you're on. You're you're going to be fine. You're you're following the right the right precepts in terms of whether to be more cautious or be more open to making change. This is the year for making change, um, and of course, um, good old Jupiter. It's in your tenth house, was in your tenth house of last year. Now it's in your 11th house, which this is the house of hopes and dreams. And so this mm-hmm. is the year that my hope should be expanding and growing and my social connectivity, my friendships, my communities in general are the avenue to my growth and fulfillment for this year. So do that. Reach out to your family and friends or colleagues for mm-hmm. growth.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Very good.
0: Does that help? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm okay. doing um yes, um thank you so much. That that sounds like I'm on the right track. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Okay. We we usually are. We just need a little encouragement
2: sometimes. But, that's you know, right. That's but, right. Yeah. Well,
0: that's your interplay. Thank you so much, oh, Bill.
2: I really you're appreciate welcome, it.
0: Andy. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, that was wonderful. And I'm sorry, listeners, if I was cutting out during the show as well, and I will go in and upload the recording I'm making at my end so it'll be there uh in the future f- to listen to if and I might also make a transcript this time I think it might be useful to do that like I did before earlier this year um let's try this caller and see who's on the line you're on with Bill who's calling
2: is it me hello it's me <laughs> it was me oh, Bill I love you so much oh my God. Um, It's me, Sandra Jean Boyd.
0: Sandra Jean Boyd. Oh, Oh, Sandra, hi. How are you? (laughs)
2: Happy Easter. Happy Uh, Easter to you. I'm I'm just so thankful to be here with you, and I just love all the things that you teach me and all of us, and um, you just say it in such a loving way, and... On the last call that um, I spoke with you, you told me that I needed to be more compassionate, like, to the homeless people and the smokers and stuff like that. And a miracle happened. It really did. Like, even now when I go out, and they're the only ones I see at 5 in the morning when I go on my walk, and I just tell them all, like, good morning, and just really, and I feel it. Like, so, I feel it to my core, and and even on a conversation once um after that um time that you told me uh, to do be more compassionate um in a conversation that came up and it was more like digging at them um from the people i usually talk to and i just started crying i'm like it's not their fault but they needed love and it was just like i don't know you did some kind of miracle on me and i really appreciate you Well,
0: i, well, um, I think i what i yeah, i just followed the ancient my 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 path is always we've discovered truth long, long ago. The teachings are there in all the great teachings and religions and philosophies. The core is the same. And love is the answer. Um, People do destructive things, not because they wish to, but they can't help themselves. And if we respond with unkindness or ill will, we're just reinforcing it, right? But if we Mm -hmm. open our heart, it opens their heart. And hopefully, not that we're trying to make something happen, but hopefully it will help them turn away from their own path of self-destruction. And mm. that's the way. That's always been the way. Yeah. Um, that's Thank why you. love wins in the end. Love wins in the <laughs> end, but it's a long road.
2: <laughs> it feels so much better just coming from a place of love. I mean, it just melts my heart. So.
0: Well, that's well wonderful, okay. wonderful so message, Santa. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> that with yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And so, well, I don't have any particular like um, question. I was just thinking, like maybe through your through my chart and your intuition that um, you could give me the best message for me on how I can make more of a difference on every level at this time.
0: Oh boy. Well, you know you're. I mean, these several years in, in 19, 20, and 21, really, you're you're going through quite a process of harvesting the meanings of your life, of all the lessons you've learned, and easy ones and hard ones, to see the whole story of yourself and make sense of it. Um, and really, it's you're harvesting all these the fruit of your journey of 27, 8 years, that's how long it's been on this, this particular part of your life. And you're picking out all the seeds, all the seeds you're going to plant. Um, so it's a wonderful yeah. time for contemplative work, meditative work, inner growth, and centering oneself upon this, that soul energy, um, leading to a new life that will emerge from this, I would venture to say, maybe in 21 or into 22, that's when it will happen. Um so you're, this is a this is a time of, of um tremendous growth, but it's inner growth which is which is the most important growth <laughs> um, and will lead to great outer growth to come in years to come, but right now it's it's this inner journey you're on, and you should just really enjoy it, okay
2: Thank you, Bill. Welcome. I love you. I wish you every you great. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Bye bye. Be well. Okay, bye. You too. Oh boy, really, really feeling the love today. It's it's Easter and it's the time of year and we all need it, of course. So, it's there. Um. All right. So who's on with Bill? Who's this? Hey, it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Nathaniel Bill. Hi. Nathaniel, how are you?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, okay. Uh,
0: What's going on in sorry. your world? Where, where where, are you in the world?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in Sacramento, California. Okay. Uh, I right. want, want to see what the stars are saying for me. Okay, <laughs> well, let's take a look.
0: Um, let me bring up the, the what I call the tri-wheel. We put the natal chart, and then around that, the progressed planets, and then around that, transits and you get a quick read on mm, what's going on and then you can dive into it. Well, um, well, there's a change coming, Nathaniel, and that's because that progressed moon, which has spent over two years now moving through that sign of Virgo is now at the 28th degree of Virgo. So it's only got another degree and something to go. I can tell you exactly when you're going to feel this rather strong shift of energy forms because the progressed moon is sort of how we're, experiencing the world around us. It's the lens we're experiencing the world through. You'll always experience it with your Gemini moon and Gemini rising. Your preferred lens is Gemini, and so that'll never go away. Um, That curious and, 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 and intelligent way of examining reality that I'm encountering and finding solutions through that. But the moon's been in Virgo, so you've been going through a period of ordering and reordering and trying to find peace around you by finding the peace that's there within you and lining them up and on May 10th so really a month from now your moon goes into Libra and rather than focusing on trying to live a beautiful life for myself and my world around me which will never stop I now focus on relationships in my life on the partnership realm on all my social relations both family and friends and and business And I realized this is the realm I'm going to be offered an opportunity to grow in and become ever more socially intelligent, ever more able to change and adapt and grow all these patterns of relationship in my life. So the social side of life, the relationship side of life is going to come on much stronger um, in one month. Okay. And how long does it stay in the uh, Libra for? Yeah, typically um, the moon, and and again, all the bodies move around like the Earth and move around the sun in these elliptical orbits, so they speed up and slow down. But generally speaking, we know the moon will be in a sign for roughly two years and several months. So indeed for you, it's going to be in Libra from uh, May 10th, 2020, and not move into Scorpio until July 9th, 2022. So basically, those experiences, those conditions are what we're most sort of conscious and working with, and it gets us ready for the next one. So having established a better pattern of relationship in Libra, then one is ready into a deeper, deeper connection in unions with others when the moon goes into Scorpio, and that happens in 2022. Okay. Hey, well, that's uh, fascinating, Bill. Oh yeah, no, and again, some of us are more affected by the moon than others. You have your moon in that rising position; it's just inside your twelfth house, but it's one would technically say it's the one of the rising bodies of your chart, and so you'll feel these shifts of the moon, perhaps a little more than the next person might in your life, anyways. Okay. wow well. Okay. Cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. Can and you stay in much? touch. Please okay. Uh well sure. On. In in terms of in terms of um other planetary conditions, because that's the the sort of I look at that as one side and then I look at the I call it the outer life to see the planetary transits. Um let me just see what's what jumps off the page there. Um what's what's most important there? I'm scrolling up and down the list of transits here to see. Um that's true, that's true. Well, no, no, this is uh this is interesting. At the same time that you're having your progressed moon make that shift here, but all all during this year, you're also having Saturn as it transits through the very beginning of Aquarius here, your moon's at the very beginning of Gemini. So all this year you'll have Saturn as they say, trining your moon. Now, Saturn rules the outer life and responsibilities and our work in the world and our duties and the hierarchy of life. And the moon rules the more personal, emotional and family and intimate side of our life. And many times in our lives, these realms come in conflict. There's too much work and on the family time or family get heart hurt our work time, whatever. We we try to hold the balance there. They they are integral to each other, a rich inner life and a meaningful outer life. But when Saturn and Moon line up in this way in our life a couple times in a thirty year period, we feel more at peace with ourselves and the world. Because we find that the inner life and the outer life are now lining up in a way that is makes sense. And so I can, I can deal with more responsibilities, but I'm able to cope with that emotionally. I'm dealing with my family members and enjoying this experience more richly and meaningfully. Um, it's a good time for connecting inwardly in terms of the personal side and outwardly in terms of my social uh, obligations or professional duties. They're working together this year. Okay?
1: All oh, right. Wow.
0: And, and to yeah, no. sum
1: up, that was what again? That was the, uh, the aspect that, that Saturn, is
2: Saturn
0: trining uh, the moon. Saturn trining your moon. Saturn in early Aquarius lining up with your moon in early Gemini. Um, and that okay. only happens. in Saturn cycles about 29 years. That'll happen twice in a 30-year period where you have this sort of perfect sense of balance between <laughs> the inner life, the outer life, my home and my family. They're working with each other, supporting one another. Things are in a harmonious blend. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. Well, super. Thanks Thanks again, Bill. You're you're very welcome. Enjoy, and uh, happy Easter to you, too. Oh, happy Easter. You're the best. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, listeners, this has been a special day. We're going through a terrible time, uh, but it's a special day. and we'll take what we can. Okay, next caller, you're on with Bill. Who's calling?
1: Hi, Bill. It's Camilla. How are you?
0: Oh, hi, Camilla. I'm fine. How are you? I know you. Um, you were one of those people who sent in a message in advance asking about a particular question, as I recall. It's about you've been working on a a project I, that I think it's some video on yoga or something. Was that
1: right? Yeah. So I've been doing, okay. yep. I've been do, spearheading like my own doc on yoga. It's been a few years now. I've been basically self funding and, and that kind of thing, but I'd really like to wrap it up. Um, I'd like to get some funding. I'm applying for grants. And I'd also would like to just feel like wrapping it up more. Like I just feel really, I don't know. Tired, tired,
2: like I wanted to get like
1: some, yeah, and it was even beforehand, like before even this whole Corona thing, it's like, I'm kind of avoiding like putting in the work to be honest with you, you know, it, it has to be done, I I want to complete it, you know, but um, I'd like to yeah. see what you see in terms of the timing and maybe what's going on, I know I have my progress uh Mercury and at the end of Pisces, I wasn't sure if that was affecting it or
0: well, it, it it could be. I mean, I I tend to, I tend to focus on. I mean, major progress changes like um like you say, your Mercury changing signs is bound to have an effect. I don't know if I would directly connect it to a particular project as much as a, a really greater change in consciousness, which again could affect your desire to finish something because, in a way, you sense, intuitively, something's about to change and. And of course you were born with your Mercury in Pisces and it was retrograding and then went forward. And so it's been in Pisces the whole time in your life. This is, this is big, you know, obviously, you know, so yes, I would say it has to have, or would play some role in this process. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of the material things and physical things, um, I look more to the transits for that though. I don't, mm-hmm. and that's not a fixed divide. Um, so certainly it, that mm-hmm. Mercury, progressing into Aries won't occur, according to the progressions that I'm using here, until the very end of July, so you still have a ways to go before that very, (laughs) very strong change of energy will come about, And, and it might be something that's more, you know, subtle. It may not be so clear, but over time, you realize your mind is differently framing things I know, and that, mm-hmm. But it certainly would bring a more eagerness and <clears throat> restlessness to the mind of wanting to move forward as opposed to the Piscean way, um, which is more meditative mm-hmm. and contemplative, as you know, um, mm-hmm. which is your way, mm-hmm. Pisces. so there you go. Um, yeah. But I would hold more to the fact that, you know, Saturn has been in your second house since 2019, in and out of there, and is now there to stay as being one element of this. Um, and mm-hmm. and 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 certainly this year, what it's really challenging and troubling you, but calling you to deal with, is it's going over your Venus this year, and it, the first pass mm-hmm. was there in March, earlier in March, and it comes back. Interesting, right around that same time in July, that Mercury changes, <laughs> and then comes back mm-hmm. one more time in December. But whenever Saturn's going over Venus, what we're going through that whole year is a reevaluation of our value. Of, of, of what mm. am I worth and what, are my, what, mm. what, do I, what, what makes me have value and what values do I have in my life that I, I'm still valuing and which things I'm, I, maybe I should get rid of. It. It's a good time to clear out the cellar and attic and get rid of things we haven't used and also look at all the people in my life and see how much we have common values that hold us to one another in terms of shared sensibilities and, and, and love of things or what have you. So it's putting to test mm. all those things. But it fundamentally makes a person maybe sometimes look at themselves too harshly. Mm-hmm. Like looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not pretty anymore or I'm not handsome anymore or whatever. Oh
1: absolutely. Absolutely. It's
0: an illusion. I feel
1: so ugly. It's, it's an illusion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. You know, mm-hmm. but it's a real feeling that you're having that I'm not as valuable as I was. And of course the counter argument mm-hmm. is we we can't imagine how beautiful we are. We can't imagine what we're really, our real nature is. We are pure divine love. We are mm-hmm. priceless and resplendent in our true nature. And it comes forth in, in bits and pieces and shining moments and heroism and acts of self-sacrifice and great love that we show this shining heart that's always there. But when Saturn's touching mm-hmm. Venus, it's a struggle with that. And it, you want to face that struggle and say, no, what I'm feeling is an illusion. I know mm-hmm. my true nature is I'm priceless, and I want to then go forward in that loving way in terms of whatever I'm doing and how I'm taking, treating myself. I shouldn't judge myself. Oh, I didn't finish this. I'm bad. No, take that away. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. meant to be finished, I'll, I'll wake up the day. I'll see if it works. And I go forward. If it doesn't work, okay, I'll I'm, I'm put my energy someplace else. I'm not going to judge myself by what is or what is not being done or made by me. If it's not working there, let's apply my energy elsewhere. This will come around mm-hmm. when it's time for it. But what's right. helped you this year, because <laughs> the universe is <laughs> kind of interesting sometimes, Saturn, this test was happening in 18, 19, and 20, and 21. Saturn there is going to be a while. of dealing with these tests of value. But this year in particular, because it's touching your Venus, it's really brought it all home. But Jupiter yeah. also joined Saturn in that second house. And that usually means mm-hmm. that I feel some support coming in now in my values and my resources, and usually means mm-hmm. there may be resources available to me that work. Um, and so there may be a source of support, money, value, resources that are available to me that I you know, didn't even know was or could be there. So when you say could mm-hmm. I get some support to do this? Could I, can I look for that this year? I would say in a year like this, yes you can. Um, now I'm not cool. sure exactly where it would come from though Jupiter as it makes this move through your second house is lining up with your own Saturn so it's maybe from further away or some publishing or distribution entity because that's the ninth house. And secondarily, mm-hmm. maybe primarily, it's lining up with Uranus in your 11th house of friends and social ideas and communities, and so it may be more mm-hmm. a community-based contact or connection mm-hmm. or source for getting the resource I, resources that I think or know I need to finish this project. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's finishing and then that's how it becomes distributed or something. I'm not sure. But certainly, okay. um, look, look far afield for support on the one hand. And look also to the my friends and colleagues and companions and, and like-minded communities would be a place of sourcing for you for support in a year like this. Okay? Okay,
1: cool. And I don't know if you see any finishing, like, or if you're able to see that type of thing in the chart, like when? Well,
0: something finishes? Possible? Well, I mean, I, also, it, it's kind of hard to say because you're in this, spiritually speaking, you're in this, Last year of the sun-moon cycle by progressions, your progressed moon is moving through Aries and is catching up to your sun, which you know is in Aries. And that means Mm -hmm. you're only a year away now, literally, from your next progressed new moon. You had one when you Mm -hmm. were very young, so that would be more not as consciously experienced. This is the first conscious one uh, for you. And when a new moon occurs, you plant a seed. And you're planting a seed in your house of roots and foundations, of home and family, what anchors me in this world. So it's a, really a time of centering and recentering oneself, which will um, be most strongly experienced as that moon aligns with the sun, forming that new moon in your chart, which actually is at the mm. very beginning of 2021. So mm. I would say 2021 is the new year. One could then argue Mm -hmm. that this is the year you're tying up loose ends, finishing up old things, Mm -hmm. finishing up a cycle before you commence a new one. So in that sense, yes, this is the year for for a final act before you commence a Mm -hmm. series of new acts in life. Okay?
1: Got it. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Great talking to you. Okay. And let's... See, uh, go on to the next caller. Um, okay, let's see who's here. Um, I don't know if I've called on people before because I don't have a whole time here. <laughs> uh, okay, do who's on the line here? Hi, Hello. my name is Jacqueline. Hello, oh. Jacqueline. Hi. Yes. Yeah. Hi. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Okay, um, have you called before? No. No. Okay.
0: Do you want to talk about your own kay. chart or something else?
3: Yes. i like to ask something about my chart because um, I, I don't know my exact time of birth.
0: That's okay. I mean, let me just put your name in um, so I can okay. keep you here. For and what's your birthday? One five January 5th.
3: 1965
0: 65 and you don't have a time as far as you know but well let's see where were you born london england london oh that is sometimes more challenging (laughs) 1965 Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, different countries have Mm -hmm. different laws in on regarding birth time recording and even here in the states it's a federal law to record the time but it's left Mm -hmm. up to the states to collect it so We don't we don't always get it, but more often than not, we do. Um, So when we don't have a time of birth, what we do is we just set the chart for noon and we know we're within 12 hours of having it. So we can sort of guesstimate. We know where most of the planets are in relationship to one another and the position. The thing that moves the most is the moon. Luckily, in your case, the moon was firmly in the sign of Aquarius on the day you're born. So no matter what time you're born, Jacqueline, you're a Capricorn, the sign of tradition yeah. and order and responsibility. But your moon is in Aquarius, the sign of the rebel. <laughs> so you're, you're a progressive Capricorn, okay, is what we would say. Um, you, you, mm-hmm. you respect tradition, but you also want to improve upon it. <laughs> To, you want to make it relevant yeah. for now, or 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 improve the systems because they need that constantly. Um, okay, but so so what is? Do you have a particular question? Or you want to know a little bit about your chart?
3: So, like, I, I've been having I've been having a lot of issues with with um, family members and also, like, okay. yes, and a lot of challenges with authority. So. Um, like I, I really want to be my own boss. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I've been told okay. I was a leader a long time ago, and I'm like, okay. But am I leading? I kind of feel that way. But um, I, I've also been told that I more than likely have a Gemini moon. I mean, not a moon. Gemini rising because think, of uh, an accident that I was. And many years ago as a child.
0: Oh, gee, sorry. And uh, What what was injured in the accident?
3: Uh, it was
0: my knee. Your, your when knee? When I was a child, yes. Gee. Well, you know, Capricorn rules but the I knee. Never
3: had, I never had problems with my knee during my childhood. However, now as I'm, I'm older, yeah, uh, th- that that is the need that at night gives me problems. It's like a it table. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really trying to I'm really trying to understand um, those questions I mentioned to you before, and just moving forward, I'm ready to move forward in my life. I just want to see
0: what aspects. Sure. Aspect sure. Of, what you can tell me about joy. Well, again, um, again, no matter what time you're born. What's happening in your chart right now is given your age, and this happens to everybody about the same age, their moon will come back, their progressed moon will come back to the sign it was in their birth, reminding them of their essential nature. And your moon in Aquarius says, and this has probably been, been true for you as a feeling, though, of course, you can experience it any time, that certainly for part of 2018, all of 2019, probably till the fall here of 2020, with your moon back in Aquarius, the one thing Jacqueline most needs now in terms of feeling good about herself, am able to be myself. That people see me as I truly am, and all they want from, all they ask of me is, Jacqueline, just be you, that I'm free. It's freedom you want now, freedom to be yourself. And you, to do that, of course, we, we need to be around people love us for who we are (laughs) because all they say to us is Mm -hmm. be you so we want to be around our true friends and companions our our spiritual you know like-minded people and if we're not with those people if we find ourselves in circumstances in the wrong neighborhood or community or people we're working with we Mm -hmm. suffer because what we feel is alienation So you need to find your people wherever they are and be with them and enjoy with them and share your dreams with them. That's what's happening inwardly in your life right now. But looking at it, which is, again, those transits, let's see what's happening there. Um, If I can see anything that might be. Affecting that question about authority, which, again, is an interesting one for all of us, but especially for Capricorn, because Capricorn rules the hierarchies of life. We're all in a chain Mm -hmm. of reporting to people above us who are guiding or instructing us or whatever, and other people coming up behind us who we're hopefully extending a helping hand to. Capricorn rules that process of we're all responsible for and to one another. Um, But sometimes we get caught in situations where i don't I'm not, I'm not fulfilled by this position i'm in or i'm not allowed to exercise my authority or whatever it may be it's the system and right. the structures i find myself in and and what can i do um and so again i don't know what you then but um i would say let me just see what's going on here um Again, sometimes she. I have, I. You can't always get what she, all the information you want because you don't know, have a time of birth, mm-hmm. so I can't see what's. I want to make sure. But this is a year of anything. I would say. Your 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 energies now should be shifting to a more spiritual view of the world in general, and so you should be mm-hmm. looking for people, environments around you, not worrying about physical and material things. But looking at the spiritual side of life, enjoying the spiritual and metaphysical and artistic side of life now is your path of growth at this moment. And it then may provide you with also a material path as well. So not to focus on the physical or the power structures is what's important, Mm -hmm. but spiritual matters and conduct is the key right now for you.
3: Okay. Okay, I know I'm going to do something spiritual. I do know that. as they been yeah. trying to understand it. Definitely.
0: And okay, um, well then, I, there are there are some wonderful, great old books and some brand new books, I'm sure too, that deal with spiritual teachings mm-hmm. and spiritual pathways and such. But also, be inspired by the beauty of nature and seeing through to the reality what's there in nature, but also beauty in terms of art. So the more we surround ourselves with beauty, the more we turn, in, turn to and are tuned to our spiritual nature and doorways open up and pathways open up for us. So as much as you can, go to beautiful places and immerse yourself in a world of beauty and therefore spirituality would be, the, would be what your soul is needing now okay
3: okay can i can I ask you one other question were you your sure. um, yeah. how can I go back and find out because since twenty eleven um like when my mother passed, my mother died in 2011, okay. and I had to go through a major yeah. major um challenge with my family my entire family Okay. I, and i I'm trying to find out how could I go back and find out where my chart was, or at least have a picture of my chart, an understanding of my chart at that time? Because I feel as if when that happened, there was a certain, there was certain um, elements that I, I guess, there was a lesson for me. I, don't, I
0: really sure. want to know what sure. was going on at that time. I, 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 can, I can look at, I'm, program look at the year 2011. Um, That year, and it began perhaps near the beginning of the year, was the year that your moon progressed into the eighth sign of the zodiac. That is the sign of Scorpio. That is the sign of union and separation, of birth and of death. Nobody forgets when their moon is in Scorpio because they are struck dumb. They cannot speak with the miracle of birth and the agony of death or passing are meant to leave us speechless. And then on the other side of it, we find our words, but during that time, there are no words. We just get through it. Um, And so that was the year that the moon was going through Scorpio. And at the same time, Saturn, no matter what time you're born and Saturn's your planet, it rules Capricorn was squaring Mm -hmm. your sun. And that there's a time when I'm looking at who I am inwardly and what I'm, what I'm being asked of or what I'm doing outwardly and do these things match up. Am I being myself is the question, um, uh, fundamentally being also asked at that time. So it was, um, it was going to be, no matter what, when I see someone having their moon going through Scorpio, I know they're going to face ultimate truth. And it's what opens the right way to a greater understanding after that. Um, and so, certainly by 2013, let's say, you began to try to get your head and heart about, around what had just happened there and begin seeking for truth and understanding given the, the, the valley, the shadow of death you'd walked through in 2011 mm-hmm. and 12. That's what it was. Okay? Okay. Uh, now do you do um, chart rectification? I do. I, I just I I just did one for Andrew Cuomo. I don't know if I've got it right, but I did it for Elizabeth Warren and I do it for individuals too. People come and to do a rectification one wants to get as many data points as possible. So obviously the significant ones of one person, you know, um that was married or divorced, had a child, had a significant uh, operation or injury, a great triumphant moment, a terrible misfortune. And we lay all these data data points into these programs. I've got a program and then it, it calculates mm-hmm. how many, what chart seems to fit all those data points. It's backing into a chart and I've done oh. it for years and actually had a client, one I can think of, who we did it for her. And years later, they found her birth certificate because she was adopted. And we were only a few minutes off from what we had rectified her chart to. So we never say we're making your true chart and really who has a true chart. I mean, people get their birth times and the nurse looked up at the chart or at the clock or the doctor did, and maybe they were a few minutes off. No one, for the most part, has an exact time of birth. (laughs) We're closer or not, depending upon, but if you have no time of birth, uh, rectification is a process that can sometimes provide it and we don't just use the dates we also look at the chart and say oh this makes more sense you you look like or you speak more like a Gemini or like a cancer like we mm-hmm. so you know feel it out it's more it's just intuitive as well as scientific if you will um, but I've done it quite a bit so if you're looking to do that at some point just get in contact with me okay Okay, you could provide
3: your contact information.
0: Sure, sure. Just just email me at my my email address is in the on my my, all my emails, but also I'll just give it to you again. It's just my name, Bill Attrod, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R, at gmail.com, and probably I think on my Facebook page or my. Instagram page. I also may have my phone numbers somewhere scattered in there. I don't like to give it out too much, but it's there someplace. But I'm always getting okay. email. I'm always on email.
3: Okay. Thank you, Bill. I do appreciate it so much that okay. I
0: want to add. You're you're very welcome, Jacqueline, and, uh, and, and I hope to hear from you and, and or call in again sometime. And I wish you the very okay. best and happy Easter's. okay? Thank you. You too as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. okay, listeners, well, that's it for today. And I will, um, again, go in that recording and see if my end is better and doesn't have these glitches or droppings or whatever is going on there in the Internet and post the recording of this show later today. And I will uh, seriously consider also turning it the, the earlier part where I was talking about into a transcript for ready to read as well, okay? And probably I'll be with you all again next Sunday. I'm going to try to keep doing this every Sunday because I think it's important for us all to stay connected right now. So my very best to all of you and looking forward to seeing you, hearing you next Sunday, and, and God bless. Bye for now.